let me tell you about sweat sweat block. Um, you know, I know sweating is uh, embarrassing. Not a fan of it. You're probably not either, unless you're really weird. Uh, you know, then maybe you get off on it. But me, no, not exactly. Uh, and I live about eight months into the uh, of the year in um, what I'd like to describe as the inside of a volcano. <laughs> Uh, and so I, you would think that I would sweat a lot and I used to sweat a lot, but I don't now because I use sweat block wipes once a week at night. And it's, it's unbelievable. I, you know, you you think of deodorant and you think of a world without it. This is like that dramatic in the opposite way. This is like, it's totally different than what you're used to. You wipe them under each arm and you're done for like a week and you don't sweat you don't smell it's amazing sweat block it's sweat block wipes now for 20 percent off at sweatblock.com use the promo code beck and you'll save 20 percent sweatblock.com promo code beck or you can just find the sweat block wipes on amazon We have breaking news. Breaking news in from the Washington Post. We now know who the leaker was. I'm going to give you a hint. He likes God. He likes guns. That's all I'm going to tell you right right now. I, I mean, could be left, could be right. We don't know. But he likes God and guns. We know that. I'll tell you all about him here in 60 seconds. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's not, it's technically not impossible, but it's really hard to have a bad day when you're walking around in really comfy slippers. A pair of slippers that you can get now for 25 bucks at MyPillow.com. They are having a massive closeout sale uh, and use the promo code BECK. You'll get the all season slippers for just 25 bucks. I got to... Sarah, would you write this down? I think about it every time I do this commercial and then I get sidetracked. I probably like you. I got to buy a bunch of these. They're 25 bucks. They're so comfy. And, uh, you know, I might be doing some Christmas shopping a little early as well. They're really great. Usually they're $149. Uh, it's like $120 in savings. My slippers, patented foam inside. They're really comfortable. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special squares. Grab a pair of all-season slippers. You can wear them outside, wherever, for $25. Regularly, $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs per checkout. 10 pairs per checkout. Uh, okay, I know. I'm, I'm seeing how to work the game. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Incredible slippers. Incredible offer. Right now, MyPillow.com. Stu, this from the Washington Post. 
A story that has one unidentified source. Oh, an entire unidentified yes, source? Yes, wow. one nameless source. Mm. But they feel pretty good about it. Okay, good. Now, they don't feel good about <laughs> Seymour Hirsch and his one identified source. That's immoral. It's wrong against mm. all journalistic standards. Except this time with the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. The man behind the massive leak of the U.S. government secrets that is exposed spying on allies revealed the grim prospects for Ukraine's war with Russia and uh, ignited diplomatic fires for the White House is a young, charismatic gun enthusiast who shared highly classified documents with a group of far-flung acquaintances searching for companionship amidst the isolation of the pandemic. You like, what, what year is this story from? What do you mean the isolation of the pandemic? What, what? Well, when they got together, that's when they, they all got together. Okay, in that's this when group. they yeah. met. Okay, yeah. so they, they did meet several yeah. years ago. Now, they were united, according to the Washington Post. They were united by their mutual love of guns, military gear, and God. A group of roughly two dozen, mostly men and boys, formed an invitation-only clubhouse in 2020 on Discord, an online platform popular with gamers. But they paid little attention last year when the man, some called OG, posted a message laden with strange acronyms and jargon. The words seemed unfamiliar to the group, and a few people read the long note. One member explained, It was pretty boring. But he revered OG, the elder leader of their tiny tribe, who claimed to know secrets that the government withheld from ordinary people. Mm. The young member read OG's message closely, and the hundreds more that he said followed on a regular basis for months. They were, he recalled, what appeared to be near-verbatim transcripts of classified intelligence documents that OG indicated he had brought home from his job on a, quote, military base, which the member declined to identify. OG claimed he spent at least some of his day inside a secure facility that prohibited cell phones and other electronic devices. I mean, it could have been a movie theater. I don't know. It could, uh, this room could be used to document the secret information housed on government computer networks or spooling out from printers. He annotated some of the hand typed documents. Spooling? What, what are they, a dot matrix printer? Spooling? Yeah. <laughs> it's the government. <laughs> That's a, yes. Yes, you're right. It's the it's probably, they probably got a printer in they 1987, right. and they're still using it. Uh, and what military base has this? I mean, this stuff is highly, highly classified. You're not going into a military base and like, I'm just going to log on to the secret parts of the military. (laughs) Right. Um, Okay. The member said uh, he was translating arcane intel speak for the uninitiated, such as explaining that no foreign meant information in the documents so sensitive it must not be shared with foreign nationals. The members swapped memes, offensive jokes, and idle chit-chat. They watched movies together, joked around, and prayed. But OG also lectured them about world affairs and secretive government operations. He wanted to keep us in the loop, the member said, and he then seemed to think that his insider knowledge would offer the others protection from the troubled world around them. 
He's a smart person. He knew what he was doing when he posted these documents, of course. They weren't accidental leaks of any kind, said the member. The transcribed documents OG posted traversed a range of sensitive subjects that only people who had undergone months-long background checks would be authorized to see. There were top-secret reports about the whereabouts and movements of high-ranking political leaders, tactical updates on military forces, the geopolitical analysis, insights to foreign government efforts to interfere with elections. If you could think it, it was in those documents. In those initial posts, OG had given his uh, fellow members a small sip of the torrent of secrets that was to come. When rendering hundreds of classified files by hand proved too tiresome, he began posting hundreds of photos of documents themselves, an astonishing cachet of secrets that had been steadily spilling into public view over the past week, disrupting U.S. foreign policy and aggravating America's allies. Now, this account of how detailed intelligent documents intended for an exclusive circle of military leaders and government decision makers found their way into and out of OG's closed community is based in part on several lengthy interviews with the Discord group member who spoke to the Washington Post on the condition of anonymity. He is under 18. He is a teenager. The Post obtained consent from his mom to speak to him and record his remarks on video. He asked that his voice not be obscured. Wow. So we've got a teenager who is the unidentified source, but they did talk to his mom. Dozens of highly classified documents have been leaked online, revealing sensitive material, blah, blah, blah. The Post also reviewed scores of additional secret documents, most of which have not been made public. Um, so this is the Post reported revealed that a man in his early mid-20s allegedly shared them with members of an invitation-only Discord group. Um, he said, let's see, um, the documents revealed profound concerns about the war's trajectory and Kiev's capacity to wage a successful offensive against Russian forces. According to the Defense Intelligence Agency assessment among the leaked documents, negotiations to end the conflict are unlikely during 2023. The files include summaries of human intelligence on high-level conversations between world leaders. How could somebody on a military base just get into this? I mean, if this is all true, and I... It sounds pretty true. Uh, at least it sounds like the beginning of the truth. How did this guy get this? If he's working on a military base, how, how did he get? How did he get access to all of these things? That seems to be a problem. Uh, the files include summaries, human intelligence. Uh, it includes intelligence on both allies and adversaries, including Iran and North Korea, as well as Britain, Canada, South Korea, and Israel. <sighs> okay. He released detailed charts of, charts of battlefield conditions in Ukraine, highly classified satellite images of the aftermath of Russian missile strikes, 
Uh, others sketched the potential trajectory of North Korean ballistic nuclear missiles that could reach the United States. Another featured photographs of the Chinese spy balloon that floated across the country in February, snapped from eye level, probably by a U-2 spy plane, along with a diagram of the balloon and the surveillance technology attached to it. So this guy, I have to tell you, I don't know what his motivation was. Um, the the kid says that he he had these access to these classified documents. He was telling the group that he was preparing them for the world that they're living in because the government is lying to them. Now, I don't know if he was grooming these kids. Uh, I, I, I mean, at this point, with what we know, don't write off that it was a FBI agent who is acting as a military official who had access that was dumping these online to get this group of kids who loved God and guns in their country to react. Now, this kid seems um, really level headed. He said he's not a Russian operative. He's not a Ukrainian operative. The room on the server where he posted the documents was called Bear versus Pig, meant to be a snide jab at Russia and Ukraine, and an indication that OG took no sides in the conflict. OG had a dark view of the government, the young member said, as he spoke of the United States, and particularly law enforcement and the intelligence community. As a, quote, sinister force that sought to suppress its citizens and keep them in the dark, he ranted about government overreach. Now, when I hear that, I don't think this guy was doing what he did was heroic. I don't think, I mean, the kid says he wasn't a whistleblower, but I do agree that our government is out of control. The problem is law enforcement and the intelligence community, uh, they are suppressing information and they are suppressing people. OG told his online companions that government hid horrible truths from the public. I believe that to be true. He claimed, according to the members, that the government knew in advance the white supremacists intended to go on a shooting rampage at a Buffalo supermarket in May 22. The attack left 10 dead, all of them black, and wounded three more. OG said federal law enforcement officials let the killings proceed so they could argue for increased funding, a baseless notion that the member said he believes and considers an example of his penetrating insights about the depth of government corruption. Was there any documentation on that? Right. Or is this yeah. what I mean, what was Again, that? I, you know, we started this making fun of them for having one unnamed source. It's hard to know how much of this no, no, is no. real. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. And, and what the motivations are aren't on anybody. Mm -hmm. um, Discord servers uh, eventually named Thug Shaker Central um, signaled uh, to members that they were free to hurl epithets and crude jokes. Uh, the young member expressed some regret for their behavior, but seemed to shrug off the offensive remarks as a clumsy attempt at humor. That's much more serious than these leaked documents. I know. How can we cancel these people for the bad jokes they probably made online? He told the Washington Post, this wasn't a fascist recruiting uh, server. Think of that. A kid, teenager, is saying that to the Washington Post. Right. Okay. okay. Again, like... 
what they want so badly to frame this in a certain way that they're like well we've got a 12 year old or sorry 13 he's a teenager a 13 year old could be 18 could be 18 could be 19 even and he's well, going to he his mom he's oh, okay <laughs> he's going to explain to us what is and is not a fascist recruiting operation like <laughs> like God. I mean, is this journalism? So listen to this. The member said he is confident the authorities will find OG. He recently talked to OG and he said he knew what he had done. He said, I didn't mean to put anybody in harm's way. And he sobbed on the phone. He then said he's confident the authorities will find him. But when they do, he won't be charged. Instead, he believes OG will be imprisoned without due process at Guantanamo Bay or (laughs) disappeared to a black site if he's not assassinated for what he knows. He says he will not divulge OG's identity or location to law enforcement until he's captured or can flee the United States. I think uh, I might be detained eventually. I think there might be a short investigation on how I knew this guy, and they'll try to get something out of me. They'll try to threaten me with prison time if I don't reveal his identity. To date, no federal law enforcement official has contacted the young group member. What? Asked why he was prepared to help OG even at the risk of his own freedom, the young man replied, he was my best friend help he went to the washington post and is telling them all these details about him that's not help i don't know and why hasn't the fbi contacted contacted him him. i don't know what to think about this story i I can go anywhere honestly here from this kid is playing a prank on the washington post yep all the way to everything he's saying is true to Uh, it's an fbi cia plan right i mean you can go anywhere anywhere. that's how little credibility Mm -hmm. the washington post has the federal government has and people have nobody has any credibility left it's it's crazy um all right back in just a second american financing is our sponsor nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org one of the hallmarks of the american way has always been assorted rugged individualism to stand up straight be responsible take care of yourself and your family if you owe a debt you pay that debt you like to pay that debt um now you're also paying a lot 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 more than you expected to pay if you have a credit card that has an adjustable more adjustable rate which they all do and that rate is in the 20s now and is going to go much much higher if you're dealing with debts right now and you're fiscally responsible. I want you to just to look in to see if this is right for you. It may not be right for you, but do your own homework. Get independence, financial independence. American Financing can help you. A family-owned mortgage company that's in it for you. They are saving people about $695. It's $700 a month. Those are the people who are doing business with them. An average of $700 a month. You could also end up being able to delay up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. So whether you're buying a new home or you're having problems with debt, they're there to help you. American Financing. Call them for all the information and do your own homework. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440-AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, We have Chris Stewart on um, coming up in just a second. He is 
um, on many different uh, committees in Congress. He is um, he is also um, an amazing. He's just an amazing guy. He is on the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, the Appropriations Committee, the Select Subcommittee uh, on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. We have a lot to talk to him about. And he's a member of several Discord forums where he posts. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. Not supposed to. Oh, no. yeah. We just call him OG. I mean, <laughs> okay. I'm sure so, he's going to appreciate that. Yeah, we, <laughs> we have it. They're, they're, they're like, yes, we finally have him. Um, we have him coming up in just a second. And I don't know if you saw this, but the bank records, uh, from the Chinese bank, Cathay bank, um, you know, they, the, the select committee for the weaponization of government, and they're looking in now to all of the Hunter Biden stuff and the ties to China. Um, they, uh, the committee went and asked all of the banks, we want your records on any business with Hunter Biden. And all of the banks said, no. And then they call the Chinese bank in Los Angeles and the Chinese bank and say, hello. Yeah. Uh, we'd like the Hunter Biden. Yes, we got him. We're going to send them right <laughs> Wait, to you. We didn't even ask for that. Okay. <laughs> we're sending them to you. They're already in the mail. <laughs> They're already there. Uh, they were more than happy. Now, could that be a message to the White House? Chinese bank is turning over all of this information. Mm. Now, the White House responded, that's ridiculous. We've been really harsh on China. I mean, we blew up their balloon. I mean, uh, we, we let it have its run across the country right. first, but we eventually got to blowing up their balloon. And that was probably more expensive than the giant Air Force base that we gave them in Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is we made sure to do it during the daytime so you could see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, there you go. So um, they are uh, they're uh, looking into Hunter's Bank. China is flexing its muscles. Um, and our allies are starting to back away from us. France has just said, yeah, we don't have anything to do with Taiwan and China. It doesn't, it, it's not a European concern at all. Really? I, I wish we would say that about Ukraine. That's really not a U.S. concern at all. Um, but, hey, we've been restored our image And our credibility on the world stage has been repaired, thank God. We talked to Chris Stewart about what's really going on in just a few. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk to you about those people that are born service people you know the type that you run across them occasionally and they're the go-to people they're the kind of people who don't want to sit around for the fire department to save the cat out of the tree they're somebody with initiative and a drive to just make life better and easier these are the people that we look for when we're looking for real estate agents all across the country to recommend to you realestateagentsitrust.com realestateagentsitrust.com. We talk to real estate agents. We have a waiting list of, oh, I don't even know what it is. It's over 10,000 now. 
um, and people that want our you know recommendations to give them. We, we don't we don't have an enormous staff. We're not going to do this higgledy piggledy. We spend hours vetting these guys and then tracking them through all of the closings to make sure everybody is happy. So when you contact us, we'll give you somebody who's going to work hard for you and really serve you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Free service to you, realestateagentsitrust.com. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. You can save 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV by using the promo code STANDUP. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We have Congressman Chris Stewart on with us. Uh, hello, Chris. Always good to have you on. Good morning, Glenn Beck. Um, you are, of course, a national award-winning author. You're really good. I tried to hire you as a as a writer, and then you're like, no, I think I should go to Congress. What a mistake that was. Uh, you're a world record uh, Air Force pilot. Uh, you are a former owner and CEO of a small business, and now you're in Congress, and I'm sorry for that. Um, Chris, yeah. um, you are on all kinds of uh, committees, and, uh, and I've got all kinds of questions. So let me start with the latest. Did you read the Washington Post today? Uh, not yet. This okay. morning, what did I miss? So they say that, well, they have one source— uh, and it's a kid, but they did talk to his mom before they put him on record. Uh, a kid says that he knows who the leaker is. He was a guy in this group of about a dozen kids, and uh, he worked on a military base uh, and would go in and just leak these documents to the kids. Uh I find that a, a little strange, um, but I wanted to ask you because he worked on a military base and he said he had access to documents and servers that he could get in and see all these secrets. Um, how hard is that with the documents that you know and I know have come out? How hard would what kind of classification would you have to have? And do we have those kinds of skiffs on military bases that would allow access to anything? Yeah, well, a couple things, Glenn, if I could. Number one is you said, did I read the Washington Post this morning? I got to tell you, I don't read the Washington Post most mornings. Yeah. <laughs> not a trusted, right, okay. not a trusted yeah. source of information. So, you know, let's, uh, let's at least consider that. Yeah. But the other thing, too, is that I, I think there's probably two elements of, of this that are worth commenting on. Number one is that uh, most of the stuff that we've seen, in fact, all of it is, is classified uh, top secret which is actually one of the lowest classifications. <clears throat> so it probably, there's thousands of people who probably had access to a lot of these documents. Okay. And the second thing, Glenn, is that the whole presumption of the classification, number one is we overclassify a lot of things, and that's another topic, but some of these things, if you read them, you think, well, that doesn't seem terribly classified and seems actually fairly obvious. And I think that's the case with some of these documents, although not all of them. But my point is, is that the whole, whole process only works if there's a presumption of, of trust. And of course, there's some people that you can trust and you shouldn't trust, but it seems to me like there was a breakdown more broadly, and that is uh, someone somewhere had enormous access and 
And uh, over a long period of time, and it seems like with just extraordinary ease, was able to have access to these documents and then walk out of the building with them. They didn't, you know, they didn't, uh, you know, break down through computers and get electronic access. It looks like they had physical access things and actually were walking around with them. That is actually quite surprising to me. So we're seeing now um, with China, some of the leaks are about China um, and us not being able to um, have war with them. Um, the The Taiwan thing, where are we headed on that? Is, is China, I mean, if I were China with this president and this Pentagon, Man, I would I would if it looks like somebody else is going to win the White House, man, I would make my moves right now on Taiwan. Um, well, can they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're they're close to that. They're not quite where they want to be militarily, <clears throat> but militarily isn't military isn't the only consideration that they have. One of the primary considerations, of course, is what you just indicated. What do they estimate the United States will do? What do they estimate the response of the leadership and the president of the United States would be? And it's very, very clear. <clears throat> and everyone talks about Afghanistan, but you really just can't overemphasize the importance of that, Glenn. I mean, as I've traveled around the world since then, I hear it all the time. And not just from our friends, but from our adversaries as well. I mean, they look at that and they just go think what, what fickle, naive, weak leadership that was. And by the way, it's not just President Biden, it's General Milley, it's General Austin. Oh, I know. They're the ones who presided over that. I know. And so there's no question that President Xi looks at that and goes, well, maybe now is the time. And if I could share one one personal experience I had, I was on another interview and, I, and they asked me, you know, well, what's the timeline? I said, well, it's hard to say, the analysts, of course, predicting the future, but I said, I think it's probably four to six years. And, and that weekend, I was called by a former, the former national security advisor, Robert O'Brien, a friend of mine. And he said, no, Chris, I think it's probably closer to two years. And then uh, an, an hour later, I got a phone call from another a very, very senior military officer who called me and said, Chris, I think you're wrong. I think it's closer to two years. Having been in the region recently, this much is very, very clear. China is preparing for war against the United States in, in over Taiwan in the South China Sea. They're preparing urgently. And I don't think the timeline is a, is a, a decade for sure. It's probably not five years. It probably is sometime between now and the next election. Uh, the, what does that mean for us, Chris? What, what does a world with the United States at war with China and most likely with Russia. What does that look like? Yeah, and that's then that really is a key question. What does that mean to us? I was in Ukraine last week and and you know, left there well, it was an interesting interesting trip, I'll tell you that, Glenn. But one of the impressions I left there with was to those of us here in the United States who who we've sent them as you and I have talked about tens per perhaps more than a hundred billion dollars but most americans they you know they they may say okay well we want to support that it's a lot of money but as far as it affects how we live day to day it does not i mean we we're completely unaware of it now president biden will blame the price of fuel on the war in ukraine but that's nonsense that's not the, the reason for that it's because of his own policies but when when and if there is a war in the, in over taiwan 
every single one of us will feel it every single day. And I'll give you one illustration. There's recent analysis that said we would have a 9% reduction in our GDP the first year from only from the inability to access the chips and and especially the exquisite chips. 9%. The the Great Depression reduction in GDP the first year was 7.5%. Oh, my gosh. And Glenn, that doesn't count because we haven't yet finished the analysis on the reduction in GDP from the fact that you're not going to have container ships leaving China and coming to the United States or coming to the West. We're just simply not going to continue to trade with them. So when you ask, what does it mean? I mean, the economic consequences of this are hard for us to imagine. Chris, why are we not having these conversations? Why Why is it? It just seems like everything just happens they just continue on with their, I think, diabolical plans, um, and and nothing nothing happens. I mean, Merrick Garland. I know you're on the weaponization uh, committee. Merrick Garland has lied, lied to the committee uh, about you know who they're surveying or surveilling and who they're trying to rope in as uh, as FBI informants. He said we're not doing this with Catholics. We're not targeting. And now we find out that, yeah, yeah, they they are targeting Catholics Um, and he's not going to pay a price. When does someone pay a price for any of this stuff? Mm. Yeah, Glenn, I've been asking myself that question for six years because you go back to the initial Russian hoax and the fact that uh, Director Comey lied to Congress again and again and again. And then listen, when he was finally put under oath under deposition, you may remember Something like 257 times he says, you know, I don't remember. Well, that's nonsense. Of course he remembers. I mean, that would, that's a non-responsive witness. If that would have been anyone else, they would have been charged with perjury for saying that. Uh, what about McCabe? What about Lisa Strzok? What about, uh, I mean, uh, or Peter Strzok? I mean, you go down the list, it just keeps going. And, and all the time we're asking, where is the accountability? Now, there is some good news, and I don't want to be Pollyannish about this, but it, but it is actually, I think, a, a positive step forward. And that is we have, to, we have to reauthorize 702 and FISA this fall. And we're simply not going to do it. And, and, as, and as strong as an advocate as I am for national security, as, as someone who understands the value of intelligence, I would rather lose the tool then have the tool continue to be uh, weaponized and continue to be used against the American people. Oh so gosh, there's Chris. a number of us in Congress who are saying we simply won't reauthorize this unless there's enormous reforms put in place first. And it's one of the primary things we're concentrating right now on the Intelligence Committee. Oh, man, I, I hope you're I hope you guys stand firm on that. And I mean, it would have to be enormous reforms because uh, that 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 whole thing is a cesspool. Um, and with these leaks, the story out today is that uh, Biden is looking again at, uh, you know, different ways he can monitor and capture all of the information on the Web and surveil. Uh, I mean, we know what they're doing against the United States, uh, the people of the United States. Two, two thoughts, Glenn, if I could. Number one, as you may know, that we uh, subpoenaed, uh, you know, the, the director and others yesterday on the Weaponization Committee regarding this absurdity of targeting Catholic dioceses, Catholic congregations. I mean, show me any reasonable person in the country who thinks that one of the 
one of the threats to our security are, are believing Catholics, for heaven's sakes. It's, it's beyond absurd. Um, and and that's, that's good. I mean, we, we need to bring them in under oath once again and, and have an ability to question them. But the second point, Glenn, that you bring up is this. You know, the United States has government has extraordinary powers to surveil by themselves, but they also have brought in the entire industry around them. Yes. Uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, as a partner. And if, for example, it's illegal for the United States to assassinate someone, they can't target a foreign leader, for example, and and tell the CIA, go and assassinate that person. That's illegal. They can't do it. But if they hired someone to do that and they did it for them, it would be exactly the same thing. And it would still be illegal. And that's what the government has done essentially with surveillance and with suppression of free speech, with the, with the weaponization of many of these tools is they don't do it themselves. They go to these tech companies and say, we want you to do it for us. And we're going to compel you. We're going to intimidate you. We're going to threaten you. Now, they don't have to threaten them very often or very hard because it turns out these tech companies are more than willing to do this in the United States government. But the fact they com- that they work with a partner is still is still offensive and wrong as much as if they had done it themselves. And, and once again, it's one of the things that we're trying to address and trying to expose. So one one more question. I've only got about 90 seconds max on this. But um, tell me, uh, are we standing firm on Congress um, bringing back the power of the purse? Are we going to fold yeah. again? Yeah, we'll we'll see, Glenn. I mean, you've got the Republican House, and many of us are saying that is the only tool that we have. And in fact, it, it is. is the only tool that we really have. And that is to say, we're just not going to fund you. Uh, but we don't control the Senate. So the House is going to push a lot of these things. For example, I'm not going to give a penny to the new FBI headquarters until uh, Christopher Ray comes in and answers a boatload of questions. And Under oath in a way where he has to go to jail. You know, you, you know, uh, you just said Comey answered, you know, I don't remember when he was under oath. Well, he was under oath in Congress, but nobody cares. Nobody cares yeah. about that oath, it seems. Yeah, it does. It, it is. It is. Seems like that's something different. But back to the original question, Glenn, is the House is going to is going to defund some of these efforts. And and I think we're going to be broad and deep in some of those. But of course, then that that budget goes to the Senate and we'll see what Schumer does because, well, well, you know what, what he'll do and he won't. And that's where the fight is going to take place. And that's the, well, you know, we won't know the answer to that until sometime this summer mm-hmm. or this fall when we actually have to fund the government and we'll see how strong Republicans will stand. Chris, thank you very much. I uh, can't imagine being any of you guys who are trying to do your best uh, in Washington. I, I just can't imagine the frustration, well, but Thank you. Glenn, I should I should have I should have taken a job and come and worked with you. Right? <laughs> I know you should have. <laughs> Huge mistake. I told you. Uh, all right, Chris. Thank you so much, Representative Chris Stewart. Let me tell you about uh, preborn. This is something near and dear to my heart um, because we adopted a child that could have been aborted, but the mother was extraordinarily brave. She was a teenager. Rafe is an adopted kid, and I can't imagine life without Rafe. I just can't imagine it. This is the joy of adoption. 
And it is also the joy that happens when we save a baby from being murdered in the womb. Here's what Preborn does. Preborn is a ministry, and they actually care not just about the baby, but the baby and its life, how it's being raised, and the mother. And by showing mom the heartbeat and an ultrasound of her baby, it changes the outcome of life or death by about 80%. Now, 28 bucks is what it costs for an ultrasound. Could you help? We're trying to save, I think the number is 80,000 babies this year. Help us. Preborn.com slash Beck. Preborn.com slash Beck. Or you can just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Pound 250, keyword baby. Preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Don't you already have enough to worry about without adding something crazy like all of a sudden you're losing your home uh, to the list? I, I don't think you need to bother with that right now. It's probably enough on your plate. If you pay your taxes, if you keep your clothes on in public, if you're an upstanding citizen, you don't need to deal with home title fraud. But it is out there and it is real. It's not a joke. And cyber thieves can really, uh, really take over your home's title and then uh, take ownership of your house. Listen to one of the people who used to do this. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance for that. No, it's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, what is calling you? After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, or done whatever I've done with it, it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices, and you realize you've got four mortgages on your house. Not only that, you don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. If you want that to be you, then you really need to look into getting home title locks protection for your home's title. Uh, home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it yet. So how do you protect yourself? Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Then you can register your address for no obligation home title report. It's a $100 value going on right now free at HomeTitleLock.com. The code is BECK. HomeTitleLock.com. Code BECK. Think about what he said about China, that a 9% drop in GDP, and that's only uh, one of the uh, factors that would bring our GDP down 9 percentage points. That is, that's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Um, now think about batteries. China has most of the capacity to build batteries for cars. We get a lot of the parts that we need and ingredients for batteries from China. What are we gonna do with all these uh, brand new EVs? What are we gonna do with those? Where are you gonna get your electricity when coal runs out, when you have no more oil? This is insanity and Americans need to stand up in your own state. The Glenn Beck Program.